I'm a podcaster. To get back to my university. Yes, Sajnu will guide you. Nostalgia podcaster. On the way to Delhi, you will stop at Pankot. I should really be watching 80s or 90s movies. You will go to Pankot Palace. I thought the palace had been deserted since... Uh, oh, now there is a new... Nostalgia podcast. And again, the palace has the power of the dark light. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we Kalimad, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And I'll do my best not to uh, rip this movie apart like Indiana Jones' shirt. But no, isn't no. that sexy enough? I mean... Isn't that what we... Isn't that what we want? We want to see his manly chest. Yeah, I mean, that's what we want from a movie, not from a person ripping apart a beloved movie. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Oh, hey, this was, this was not a beloved movie for me. What? Weakest of the trilogy, hands down. What about the quadrility? We don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, we will. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a, on a limb here and, and, and die on a hill. Um, I actually like this more than Raiders. Oof. Oh, that's a bold statement. Yeah, I know, and I'll get into that a little bit more later on, but I, I formed that opinion last night after watching it again. Hmm. Interesting. Out of the three, this is the one I watched the most, and that's because it was uh, probably on HBO or whatever a lot. So I watched it a lot. See, and I watched this one probably the least. I think total amount of views I've seen this movie is maybe three. <laughs> I just, I never watched it. Wow. It was always Last Crusade for me. That was always the one that was on. I would watch this one. I think I watched it twice prior to this week where I watched it two more times. So I've doubled, doubled my viewership of this movie, I think. The other two I've seen many more times. Usually it's just because of convenience, like you're saying, Joe. It's whatever I can get my hands on at the time, which happened to be Last Crusade or Rolling Rock Raiders. You're a child drinking the Rolling Rock. Yeah. Drinking that Kool-Aid. explains so much. Barley Kool-Aid. <laughs> I actually really liked this movie when I was a kid. Really liked it. I mean, double digits watching for sure. Highly entertained by it. Loved the action of it. Everything, almost everything that I uh, remembered from it, I... I Nothing surprised me, like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. No, I kind of remembered just about everything in the movie. So it's like a being a kid watching a movie again. I can definitely see where you're coming from, especially if you're watching this as a kid. I mean, you got your represent- representation of Short Round for you, who's mostly able, mm-hmm. does a lot of fun stuff, and just a lot of fun, different things that happen in the movie. Yeah. And it keeps moving, which is great as well. Uh, so much so much to disagree with about that. <laughs> it's of the three, it's aimed at kids the most. Yeah, for sure. And even with that, though, I mean, chilled monkey brains, all them bugs. Which, which I is, remember that I grossing know. me out as a child. Which is super ironic that you say that this is geared towards children the most, considering this is the movie we have to thank for the PG-13 rating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to just say, it's the most adaptable to younger audiences. It has so many silly moments. It has so many zany things. I read that it's like the darkest of the bunch, and I was like, eh, I guess. I don't know. I guess ripping hearts out is not very kiddish, but I n- never really took it to be. I thought it was kind of I don't know, freaky? man. They, they make... But they not force Indy to drink blood out of a skull. I mean, that's that's pretty fucked up too <laughs> for a kid to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember the first time you saw somebody waterboarded, nonetheless with blood, right? <laughs> Trickling out of a decaying skull, nonetheless. <laughs> I stand by my statement that this is the kitty one of the bunch. <laughs> I will not. Back oh, just down. wait until you see Crystal Skull. I'm I'm excited. Oh God. <laughs> I, I think we should just, when we do Crystal Skull, is just, Joe has to watch it 
like bef- like immediately before we record, no earlier. Okay. And then the entire episode is just Joe dealing with the movie. I am totally in favor <laughs> you got of it. that. It's like a month away, but you got it. Oof, Joe, I, I'm I'm willing to give you 24 hours because I don't know if that's long enough. No, no, we want we want that we want pure, raw, undigested feelings about that movie. I went and saw that movie in the theaters, and I we're not talking about it yet, but I sat through the whole thing. Yep. I did too. Because I was in a theater. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna Same give up here. the amount of money that I paid to get into that into that show. And, and honestly, it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, there were some pretty terrifying parts in the beginning that that made me question things. But overall, the nostalgia train was high, and we were all chugging <laughs> along for the ride until that last ten minutes. I remember all of us walking out of that theater. It was just this feeling of the silence silence you, silence you could Absolute feel it silence absolutely you could feel it in the air you could cut it with a knife no one was talking there were people dressed as indie people dressed as sala like everybody was just walking out of the theater like just silence it was beautiful yeah. it was a beautiful time to be alive and not like in that movie the quiet place where everyone walks out all silent and being like oh shit. no no not like that not silent like oh that was a good movie <laughs> Let me just take that in for a little bit longer. No, no, this was uh, huh? Anyway, we're not talking about that. Yeah, movie. Yeah. we're talking. No, about we have so much to talk about. <laughs> the <laughs> Temple of Doom. Yes, the Temple of Doom. Kalima. So the trailer I shared with everybody did that do a good job for pitching the movie, making you interested? Joe, I'm not gonna much. lie, I forgot to watch no. it. It did a good oh, job about landing. How dare you? Movie. Did it? I remember to watch it. I watched it right before I watched the movie today. Uh, I thought it was the weakest, the weakest, literally the weakest that we've watched to date. It looked like they gave a bunch of footage to someone and said, pitch this. Uh, and they went, ah, what? okay, Indiana Here we Jones. Go. Action. Isn't that how they used to do the movie, the Stuff. trailers? They just like, here's some finished footage. So let's put this in the trailer and call it good. Yeah, but they also like talked a lot. That's true. And there said was way so- too much. There was a surprisingly little amount of talking in this trailer, which I was on board for. Probably why I was so optimistic about it. How long was that trailer even? I didn't... I watched it... I watched it once, and I didn't watch it a second. like 20, 30 seconds at most. It wasn't long. It is a minute... A minute and five seconds. It's still shorter than most of the ones we have on this this show. Yeah. (laughs) Because this... That is as rare for a trailer. I would... I would probably guess that later trailers got much longer and yeah talked I, way more i think we just got an early i mean i, I just watched cut. it while you guys were talking <laughs> it's only a minute and a half or a minute and five seconds long <laughs> i completely disagree with you guys i think that the trailer is perfect it, it does what it needs to do it just shows all the action shows that hey indy's back get ready for another adventure exactly and it doesn't give it doesn't give anything away for the most part there's a lot in that trailer and that's what it i expect out of nothing movie. to work with that's it gives what, you nothing to work no, with. That, it gives you so much. It gives you so much. It is just a, it's it's a buffet of things Indy's going through. There's planes. There's China. There's there's India. There's crazy cults. There's Indy swinging on a whip. There's gunshots. There's Tommy guns through windows. I mean, it's just right from the get go. Holy shit! Get ready. Here comes Indy again. <laughs> <laughs> when you're coming off a perfect movie like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You don't need to try to sell the story. You don't need to try to sell people a uh, convincing thing. You need to sell Indiana Jones doing what Indiana Jones does best, and that is batshit crazy stuff. And I would say that that minute and five seconds definitely <laughs> just did that. Yeah. It seemed lackluster to me, comparatively. I did like that I had no idea really what's going on, and it did look like there's multiple destinations in the film, which is... A pseudo fact. Yes, there are multiple places in the film. It's not quite as travelly as uh, that that first one we just watched, where you're looking at the map and he's like, "Oh, flying here, flying there, flying here." Now he's he starts in Shanghai, I believe. Yeah, and then crash lands in India, and that's pretty much the whole thing. Shanghai and India. Indeed, indeed. Shanghai, India. It's the third of the Shanghai films. Shanghai Nights. Shanghai, Shanghai noon, noon, Shanghai, India. <laughs> Perfect. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Kick Wilson. his way through India with Chris Tucker. Jackie Chan's name in that movie? What? Chong Wayne. John okay. Wayne, basically. Ah. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever noticed that before. We're off topic here. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, mixed bag on the trailer. Yeah. So, somebody was excited to pitch this movie this week. 
I was just excited to be watching a movie, not not TV shows that I hate. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to pitch the follow-up to Raiders of the Lost Ark? I got it. Unless anybody else has something. Go for it. I don't it. have anything. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> All right. I will try my damnedest to pitch you guys on Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, I'm delighted. All right. You guys ready? Ready. <clears throat> All right, guys. Um, yeah. So... Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? I mean, that, that was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, come on, Lucas and Spielberg, they really put a lot into that movie, didn't they? And everybody seemed to love it, Knocked right? Knocked it out of the park. Exactly, exactly. Well, I... Uh, Made so much money. Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. And, and I, I just got done talking to the guys, and, uh, well, I, I'm not going to lie, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lucas is getting divorced, and uh, Spielberg just, uh, just broke it off with his girlfriend. So uh, they're both in a pretty dark place right now. Uh, but they, they're really ready to go on another indie film. It's just, uh, I, I, I don't know how to put this lightly. They, they want everyone to feel how they feel right now. So uh, they, they kind of want to take it to a darker <laughs> tone. Now, now, I'm not sure what that means specifically. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to be getting at with that. But uh, uh, you know, details are pretty sparse at this point. They just, they just want to do another one. I mean, how bad is it going to be? Are they going to want, like, severed arms and severed fingers all over the place? Come on. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think they're thinking a horror movie of any, of any sorts. I just think uh, I think they want it to be a darker tone. I think they want to get away from. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it, from from what I heard. I heard them talking about something with uh, kids being whipped and <laughs> I don't know some sort of crazy <laughs> cult stealing things and bringing famine to a town. I I have no idea where they're going with this, but yeah, that, that, that's what they're at least telling me at least right now they want to do another one i'm 90 percent certain kids getting whipped was not in the pitch meeting <laughs> <laughs> but but that's just it indy, indy saves the kids getting whipped isn't that great indy's got a soft I spot mean, for kids that's that's, that's indy right yeah, yeah, yeah they get saved yeah uh, see see he's, he's even big he's even a bigger hero than we thought he was but uh anyways uh yeah i mean i mean they're excited they, they want to do it they want to do a sequel to, to indy except for it's it's not really a sequel it's, it's a prequel so uh there, there's, there's that. I forgot to mention that. Wait, what? What? It's, a, it's a prequel. Huh? It's, a, it's a prequel to Raiders. How do they justify this? Uh, it's, it's, they're, they're justifying it as, uh, you know, if, you, if you look at all the collection of Indiana Jones' stories, this is just, this is just what happened before Raiders happened. So this would be like a volume in, in a long, short story collection of Indiana Jones, and Raiders was another volume. Okay. See me, but I can't understand how this is a pre, how this has to be a prequel at all. <laughs> well, that's just what they want, guys. Okay. Mm, whatever. That'll, well, that'll make it, it'll it make Harrison money. Ford. All right. Ex- excellent. Thank you. I'll I'll, I'll I'll let them know. I'll let them know. I'll let them know. I mean, yeah, definitely gonna make money. This is like the most <laughs> like we've been like eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> just push yeah, it over the edge it, with a does, stick. <laughs> does it mean more money? Yes. <laughs> okay. Fine. It definitely brought some very important exposition right off the cuff, which is they were both in a really bad spot checks out that that completely makes sense for this movie yep yeah (laughs) yes it does (laughs) what do you do when you're the two most influential and successful directors of all time in the midst of breakups in your personal life you translate that everything up nuke (laughs) everything do your best to be away from everything and make a movie and not think about it but then put all that shit right into a movie exactly exactly can't say i don't blame them yeah, no. Or however you're supposed to say that. <laughs> and knowing that makes you aware why Winnie is such an annoying character through the movie. W- Willie. Willie. Willie, yeah. Willie? Yeah, Willie. Willie. Yep, Willie. No, Willie. Willie. I wrote it as... That's see, your stage name, and that's, that's funny you say that, Joe, because this time watching it, I was going into it fully prepared because I always hated her character. She was so ridiculously annoying. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind her this time. I don't know, like watching it this time for the third time, going into it, knowing that and getting ready, clenching my teeth, I didn't really actually hate her performance at all. There was only one scene that I still really hated, and I'll I'll get to that later, but overall she didn't annoy me as much as she used to. I actually liked her character and liked the dynamic of everyone in this film this time. I have the flip of it. When I was a kid, it didn't even bother me. I didn't think about it. I guess I just didn't (laughs) cue in on it. Yeah, but as an adult, I'm like, just kick her out of the airplane. Let's just be done with this. I'm in that. She's not bringing anything. Okay, she pulled the lever. She did that. She also gave him something heavy to bash another guy with. Okay, she did two things in the movie. Yeah. 
does not redeem her because poor of, character qualities. No, is is she as strong of a character as Miriam? No. Oh, no, no, not even close. But is she still a good, fun character to be along the ride? I, I'd say, yeah. No. It was a good dynamic having her there. Did we need to have two characters yelling at Indiana Jones the entire time, giving him completely useless tips? Are you saying? <laughs> How are you trying to say you short rounds? Indiana useless? Jones to hurry up. Are you saying short rounds useless in this film? The amount of times he says "Indy, hurry" <laughs> is just maddening. He was going slow. He had to hurry yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones was zip lining on a chain <laughs> down to the cart. There's nothing he can do to go faster. Maybe kick his legs. Okay, sure. <laughs> Because you know that helps. Do you a go little faster. bicycle thing so you can pretend like you're pedaling faster. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand in the situation where he where short round would be like, Andy, hurry! Like I don't want you to leave behind, but like maybe not actually yelling it out there. Well, hey, I feel like we're getting a little far off track here with the uh, things that we gripe about. So let, let's <laughs> oh, let's right. get back in the funnel here and talk about things that we did like about the film. So. The, the last half hour of this entire movie has all of the indie action that the movie should have had across the entirety of the almost two hours. Oh, come on. Right right off the get-go, they always wanted to do a James Bond movie, so you got freaking Indiana Jones as James Bond in the get-go of the film. That first five minutes? Indiana Jones is not James Bond! I know, but it, he wasn't specifically James Bond. It was a fun little take on it. So within that first five minutes, you really get to see him actually making some back-end shady deals that you normally don't think about him having to go through, or at least thought you'd see on film. I enjoyed that, because in, in, instead right. of just him being a professor or him just being in a dusty archaeological dig, it shows some, some character of him. It shows him in the back end, shows Indy in his smarmy ways trying to actually make a buck. Him being villainous scum? He wasn't being villainous. He retrieved an artifact that they wanted, and he was getting money back from them. They were villainous when they And he was going to him. have someone else kill somebody for him. No, 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 no. That was his backup. That was his friend with a revolver in case things got hairy. When things got hairy, he signaled for him to come over. He wasn't going to have him kill him. Now, to be fair, things things were already hairy at that exactly. point. Exactly. He's sitting were there gasping and choking, trying not to die. I mean, <laughs> so. no, I mean, like, the night before, the guy sends his son to try to murder Indiana Jones. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he shows up. It's a very arrogant thing for him to show up at that point and uh, give an artifact to this guy that belongs in a museum. Yeah, yeah. Don't they all, according to him? But it's for this diamond. We don't know what the big deal about that diamond is. Uh, the doubloons probably have more historical value to it, but there you have it. There, there, there it be. I guess in the way things work, I guess that's where it kind of has to be a prequel because he gets lo- he's less into his uh, being all about things so, you know, the, the history of things and things belong in museums. He's not in a teaching position quite yet. I and mean, it sounded like his teaching was in Delhi. I don't know if that was a lie or not. But uh, so like it, it definitely sounds like it was a early life Indiana Jones. So it does kind of make sense that he would be wheeling and dealing, trying to make an extra buck. Yeah, yeah. Well, trying to also make his name in the archaeological world. Archaeological world, yes. I don't know. For for me, I thought the opening was super fun, super zany. It was it was fun. I liked it. I liked the acting from Harrison Ford because, yes, while you can question if the dude was really poisoned and it's a fast-acting poison, as they said, why does he have so much time stumbling around fighting before he could potentially die? But at the same point, there are some points which I... I don't know, it's appreciating it. Like, there's a spot where he basically stumbles backwards and he grabs a glass of water and sprays it against his face because, you know, he splashes against his face because he's, tr- he's trying to keep himself focused and keep himself awake as he's being affected Dying. by the poison. Yeah. That was cool. I love that. Little pieces like that were so sweet. And then, I don't know, just the, the zany hilarity of the, of the uh, antidote being kicked around on the dance floor. All of that was gold for me. Then just always one-upping themselves. First, you get the people running back and yes. forth in the ballroom trying to <laughs> not get shot. But, like, they don't actually leave the room. They just keep on running around in circles, apparently. Yep, yep. Uh, kicking things. Dumping the ice over you to, got them all... to mess with the, the diamond and all that good stuff. Yeah, and then you got the balloons being dumped on the dance floor. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed the opening. I thought the opening was action-packed, and it was just a really good, like, here you go, here's Indy, Indy's back in your face right away. And then the movie goes over the cliff. And it's serious, but not too serious. It's got that comic book kind of serial edge to it. Yes, it's got that goofiness to it, and I loved it. 
little too much to its own detriment. Perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. It definitely sets up a uh, weird tone for the movie. Yeah, it makes you think that the uh, the guy from Shanghai is going to be back or something. Like, he's going to be a, a villain that goes throughout other movies. And nope, that's it. He's done. Nah, he's just a uh, medium with which to get him to India. Stage prop. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so was Dan Aykroyd, which was rather unexpected but kind of funny. I keep on missing him. I saw him in the credits. I was like, wait, who's... <laughs> What? Dan He's the guy talking. He doesn't really have his face open to the camera. No, no. It was very much a cameo. He was the guy getting Indy on the plane, explaining that there's a bit of a shakeup and how he'd be riding on the cargo plane instead. Talking kind of like, like the ah, British okay. accent. Yeah, that was accurate on the tarmac. Nice. But yeah, that that's at least the first opening bits for me, the stuff that I had for notes. I, I don't want to take up everybody else if anybody else has things they liked. <laughs> nope. There's plenty of things to like about <laughs> this movie. Well, go on. Tell us. Like okay. Club Obi-Wan. Um, Boo. Oh, shut up, Joe. It's just got, it's got a really good uh, flow to it. So like, he goes, does the dealing, gets dropped off in India. Now he's got to go in order to get a guide back to Delhi. He's got to go take care of this place where kids are being uh, kidnapped to. And the kid comes down, the, the skinny, skinny, skinny kid comes and like, ah, there's more kids. Go save them. And now he feels obligated that he has to not only go yes. do this thing because these people asked him to and they're giving him a guide, but also like, hey, there's kids in deep trouble. And so then they get there and then there's the weird feast. And I mean, it, it's definitely uh, a good flow to it. It definitely it keeps the movie flowing and feeling like. You're, you're just following that story. It's it's really well set up. I completely agree with that, Ken. I, I feel like the flow for this movie, I kept on waiting for a point where it felt like it was going to hiccup, but it never did. I felt like everything led to something, and that felt really nice. In contrast, I, I keep remembering the big hiccup for Raiders for me, is you feel like the movie's almost done, and then the whole submarine part happens. It's like the submarine has to intercept the ship, <laughs> He has to ride the submarine just for all the extra shit to happen on the island. Yeah. It just, it, it just, it's, it's kind of like the Dark Knight. Dark Knight wraps up with Joker hanging off the building, and all of a sudden there's all that extra shit afterwards, the Two-Face and everything. It's like, oh, okay, there's more movie. It didn't pull a Two Towers, though. Yeah, could... Two t- uh, yeah, Return of the King had Return more endings than uh, Two Towers. <laughs> uh, either way, that was one of those movies where I'm just like, you know what? I won't pee before I go to the movie. <laughs> That's a great idea. And then I bought an uh, extra large soda. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I forget boy. which ending I stopped. I stopped caring and just got up and went. Do we really want to recap the ending of Lord of the Rings? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, we're good. I think yeah. Short yeah. Round is stellar in this movie. That character is yes so well developed next to Indiana Jones, saying that Indiana Jones rescued him during a conflict and basically became his de facto father even though apparently this is a prequel and then ditches him somewhere because we never see him again <laughs> he's in a he's in a school he's going to school yeah yeah and he, he gave a better life <laughs> can't get out of school <laughs> got to go to school uh i always remember short round being an annoying little putz like i was saying earlier yelling indy fix this the watching it this time around, I, I there was still that feeling, but then there's also that moment where they're playing poker in the woods. Mm-hmm. Then it's uh, Willie's turn to be the annoying person. I really enjoyed that interaction with them too, uh, where uh, he short round keeps on accusing Indiana Jones of cheating, and then Indy's like, "Oh, what's this?" And he pulls a card out of his sleeve. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I I just freaking love short round. They open up, and he has far too many cards. Already, they know each other's cheating because someone had, like, five of one card. Mm-hmm. So it makes yeah. it more fun. And let me just build off what you guys said. That that scene specifically for me was one of my favorite scenes put on film in, the, in, the, in this uh, this movie. I, I loved that entire camp scene. I love the interactions between Indy and Short Round. I love Willie running around. I laughed. I mean, I know it's stupid, but I laughed damn hard at the bat. <laughs> I mean, the bat stuck in her hands as she's screaming back at it. I was laughing so damn hard. And then, of course, all that build-up, all that build-up with the damn elephant trunk constantly messing with her for her to whip that snake off at the end, and Indy's shocked, terrified reaction as he's backing up against the log because he doesn't want to deal with it. That, that whole camp scene was great. When she grabs the snake and throws it, it, it's (laughs) really funny. It's a lot of good fun. However, the fact that she can, like, just grab what she thinks is an elephant trunk 
and throw it doesn't <laughs> bother her one one bit because the thing's gone. Well, no, she just dealt with all that scary stuff, and she's angry. She's not thinking straight. Sure. The the, tr- <laughs> the trunk's attached to the elephant's face, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. She just must be really out of it and needed something carthetic. Yeah. Carthetic. There you go. You were almost there. Yep. I'm going to be wonderful at pronouncing words today. That elephant actually ate her dress. Oh. That's enough to be angry about. But that was in reality, not in the movie. Really? That's cool. (laughs) The the whole interaction between Willie and that elephant was a a well-played-out long game in the movie, even though it was not that long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because when she grabbed that snake and said, cut it out and threw it, I I laughed hard because I didn't realize the setup was being played in Mm. front of me. As she threw it and screamed about it, I, I laughed so damn hard because I realized all the freaking trunk, all the freaking trunk uh, scenes had led up to that moment, and I wasn't putting it together until then. I loved it, loved it, <laughs> loved it. And then they were done with the trope. Yeah, they were done with the trope. And I will piggyback off of Short Round. Short Round's one of my favorite characters from the indie series. I freaking love Short Round. Again, I'm sad that we never got to see him again in any capacity, but the time we spent with Short Round in Temple of Doom is amazing. Mm-hmm. And still has one of my most quoted quotes of all movie cinema history of, hey, Dr. Jones, no time for love. I freaking love that quote. right up front. (laughs) It makes me so happy every time I hear it. Yeah, his quotes are all good. The no time for love, when he repeats fortune and glory, uh, you call him Dr. Jones. Then he gets the ultimate zinger to Mm -hmm. Willie. Maybe he likes older women. I was like, yeah, zing! (laughs) Old lady. <laughs> Brian, compared to the Maharaja, who is eight, yeah, twelve, maybe still somewhere in that age it's group. A good zinger. You can be twenty and still be older and not old. Yeah, you may have thought he was annoying. Yeah, I thought he, it was a fun character, and I assume that's also be because I watched this a lot as a kid and identified probably this kid's doing awesome. Yep, not nearly as good as the kid in the Goonies. It's the same, kid. same kid. Joe just I found know. that out recently. I did. <laughs> I oh wow. I never okay. thought to yeah. put them together. Short round is data. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I I have to toss in my last favorite piece because for me this is a big one. This is nostalgia and this is my adulthood. I freaking love the scene. Out of all three indie movies, and yes, I will say all three. Out of all three indie movies, this is one of the most memorable scenes for me, and I don't know why. Because with so much going on between all three movies, I don't know why this sticks out the most, but it's one of my most quoted. It's one of those scenes that I always think about when I think about Indiana Jones and laugh my ass off even without seeing it physically just because I remember it so vividly. The scene with the spike trap and just the way he delivers that line of we are going to die. That is my favorite freaking spot in the entire trilogy. I come back to it every time, laugh my ass off. And then I think about it and chuckle fondly for the next few years. <laughs> There's a lot of good moments in that scene, too. Yeah, and having only seen it three times, for something t- to stick with me like that. I mean, I, d- I don't know. That scene, for me, I love I love his fist shaking through the hole. I love him arguing with Willie through the hole. That, that whole scene's just so much fun. And then short round getting upset. You told me to lean against the wall. I leaned against the wall. You told me to do this. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then Willie's... But ends up doing it again, thinks Willie. And Indy almost loses his arm trying to grab his hat. If I think about this for just a second, I feel like the uh, the, the how much she whines, how much he whines, uh, she he is always doing unhelpful things, shouting out unhelpful dialogues just because they need to fill space. I feel like is really annoying to me. However, you don't if. If you were to replace them with somebody who is knowledgeable and easygoing, I don't think you'd have the same tone for this movie. I feel like the movie would definitely be a lot darker and a lot uh, more action-y and probably something they would try to go for these days. It would definitely be a different movie altogether, and I don't think it would have been nearly as as, uh, good of a movie if they would have made the characters not so... Hateable? Uh... Yeah, it's hard because Willie's a foil. It's hard to make a a foil likable, I guess, and with making them actively the foil of your lead character. And I mean, in this case, it's it's all just because she's a fancy lady who does performing and lacks rich things. 
She don't like camping or riding elephants or going into the jungle. Yeah, it's the pompous fish out of water trip. Yeah, still don't like the character. Sure. And she's definitely not in her element. She was much more in her element when she was in the club. And she seemed a lot more confident, a lot more, uh, not just confident, but able to do things. So I'm taking her out of that. And now all of a sudden she's like, oh, what the hell am I supposed to be doing? Tell me. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense for her character to be that way. For sure. I just don't understand what Indiana Jones sees in her. Other than she's a pretty lady. I guess that's enough for him. Yeah, that's that's probably pretty much it. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I really like the bugs. All the bugs were a lot of fun. Because <laughs> as a kid, I had no idea what the hell those things were. I'm like, oh my god, those are all freaky, crazy bugs and they're big. Yep. And yep. now you realize they're climbing up dummy pants and they're on, on the back of uh, the, a wig on a dummy. And you're like, oh, it's not as, not as crazy anymore, but... I still like crazy-looking bugs. <laughs> I love short round to likening them to stepping on fortune cookies. It's just... oh, it's That was really good. such yeah. a good use. Kind of <laughs> racist. He's Asian. I'm... How is it racist? <laughs> yes, because... Because fortune cookies are American. Oh, my God. They were invented in America. Oh, my God, Ken. Don't, don't tell me this. This makes me sad. I didn't realize that. I feel really depressed now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm sorry to do that to I, you. I take back what I said. Holy I shit. I love fortune cookies. They're no delicious. Idea. They're my favorite part of going to a crappy Chinese restaurant. However, they're distinctly American. <laughs> well, that makes me very sad now. Holy shit. It won't make you feel bad when you watch The Last Dragon. Last Dragon's got the, the master who makes all the fortunes to put in the fortune cookie. Oh. Am I talking about something that no one else understands right now? Yes. You all suck. <laughs> so so okay. So modern so modern fortune cookies, yes, but fortune cookies do date as far back as the 19th century in Kyoto, Japan. Interesting. And a fortune cookie originally was a little different than the, what what we have. It's a darker dough. Batter contains sesame and miso rather than vanilla and butter, and they do contain a fortune. However, the small slip of sp- paper was wedged into the bend of the cookie rather than placing it in the hollow portion. Interesting. So the cookie. The fortune cookie as we know it might be that, but yes, they did exist before that. Ha! Awesome. Ha! (laughs) Well, you traced it back to Kyoto. That's not where Short Round is from. Short Round is uh, definitely Chinese because he's... From Shang... Yes, yes, yes. (sighs) But still, it's pretty close. He might have heard of a fortune cookie before. Sure. Still kind of racist. A little bit. Yeah. But it's still a wonderful description because... When you say that, I get what he's saying. It makes sense. Sure. But there's other crunchy things he could be stepping on that he knows about. Yeah. yeah. It just, it goes back to source material. Source material are the classic cereals that were around in like the 50s or whatever time period that was with uh, white American exceptionalism going around and saving the world on high adventure. It plays into the racism that was inherent in that system. And it, to be honest... There's this movie does better with the local culture, I think, than the first movie did. Yeah, and yes. they definitely had a higher cast of local people. Yes, which is great. There was it didn't get over the hiring local actors to play speaking roles though, because there was definitely several not local actors in speaking roles when i looked them up most of uh, them were from like delhi and stuff so i think they did a better job this time around i'm pretty sure i saw fillers that were in brown face but i couldn't be sure big guard guy with the beard big guard guy is in brown face that's that's what i was pointing at he was the nazi mechanic in the first movie can you see it yeah oh yeah I can't. I thought I was like, holy crap, they did a good job putting that beard on him and stuff and making him look very different. I was impressed when I learned that. Huh. Still, it's brown face. Interesting. And of course, the the dinner meal is not at all what you would find at a big celebration in India. Not by far. In that defense, they were in a presence of a cult. Yeah. So like... Can so we... I, you're saying it should have been more of a tip-off rather than a uh, rather than them just accepting? Correct. Someone who knew Indian culture would know that that meal was not prepared traditionally, and is in very specifically 
not Indian. I mean, there's how many vegetables did you see on that table? None. Uh, yeah. I think it was all weird animals, and most of them weren't cooked. They were just al- alive and wriggling around on the table. Yup. So that that's it's uh someone defended the film saying that that dinner scene is like kind of Indiana Jones would have understood that because he understood Indian culture, but the movie says nothing about it. So I tried and, paying attention to that, and I don't recall seeing Indiana Jones actually eating anything at that meal. Like he was very much into his uh, conversations. Conversation with the the major and the Maharaja and major major d the major d i don't know what he was he was kind of like the go-between he was like an elevated butler kind of he he was a man who crossed cultures between what were uh, the indian people that were running the temple or area i don't i can't remember what they referred to it as like the maharaja and then the uh colonials the british i think that's what his position was or I'm just making stuff up out of my butt. I, I don't. I don't. Know. They don't. They don't really say exactly. He did what... come back later with a big drawing on his forehead, and then got crushed. He was going to stab Indy. Yep. There are some themes that cross between both movies. One of them that I like is that Indiana Jones understands that this is a folklore. The saying from that piece of parchment saying like Shiva's saying this or that i can't remember what it says but that these stones mean something to the local people of that village and it it's been bad luck for the village they've been suffering ever since a stone was taken from them so he's he's like cool i'll i'll get it back for you whatever but then again by the end of the movie something or between all of this kind of shifted in him and he starts basically chanting at Magram or whatever his name was Malgra Galram I can't remember but the main bad guy and he's chanting like you did something against Shiva Shiva's not happy about this and the stones like flare up and two of them all of them fall out of his pouch but they catch one <gasps> spoilers so it's the same kind of deal. He didn't believe in the whole folklore of the Ark at first, but then when stuff starts happening, he kind of, let's just shut our eyes through this. and You know, just to be safe, look. let's not look at this. I know it could be cool, and if everyone's still alive after this, I mean, we'll be here. We can always take a look then. However, let's play on the <laughs> safe side here. Yeah. So that doesn't exactly play well with this being a prequel because he would have already had a mystical experience in his history. Why would he treat the mystical um, folklore of Christianity in this whole scoff it off kind of way in in a later time? Uh, Well, Mm. because we don't know his experiences. However, a lot of his experiences don't end that way. Usually it's just artifacts. He goes on a boat and re- retrieves the cross of Coronado. It's not religious. It's a religious item, but there is no religious experience with it. Not all artifacts are religious. So. Or we could just chalk this up to being the weakest movie of the, the trilogy. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with that. That's the easy way out. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I think it's a good movie. In general, for high action, fun, and you can bring family in to watch it. And in my mind, I'm sticking with it. It's not too scary. Yeah, it has some freaky imagery. And if your kids are not prepared for that, they won't like that. And you can say, get the hell out of this room, Sure, kids. I mean, there are a lot of things that if a uh, child is sensitive enough that this one would definitely uh, be alarming for like the guy being pulled into the machine and being rolled flat the spikes getting it's just like the guy getting dastardly close getting blundered yeah i mean i was i was getting there was the these kind of things also happened in the first movie where the guy runs away with the the monkey statue or whatever it was and indiana jones finds him later and paled on a spike trap that they didn't see the first time around or should I bring up melting Zon? And there's melting, melting Nazis. Nazis as well. I mean, <laughs> this is... But that's like a celebration. This is a hallmark. These are hallmarks for this series is borderline horror results from trying to get what you want. Yeah, because we'll definitely get to it in The Last Crusade. But I mean, come on. He chose poorly. That That's coming yeah. up too. All right. I got to reward Dan. What are some of the things that we consider not so great about this film? <laughs> um... 
how granular do you want to be? Because the first like <laughs> forty five minutes, I was taking notes pretty religiously, and then I and then I started watching the movie instead of you know critiquing every square inch of the film. Before we go too deep into the uh, anger, can I just say one more thing that I really liked, or at least yes, yes. You so there's the cart ride, mm-hmm. which in and of itself is kind of silly or whatever in this movie. However, that looked like such a fun ride. That would be a great theme thematic ride at a uh, amusement park. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. That should be a roller coaster somewhere, and I'm sad. I'm it's pretty not sure yet. it was. It might have been like a 4D experience at one time. Yeah, that was uh, that was another thing I had just. While watching that one earlier was the cart scene was a lot of fun as a kid. I mean, there's a lot of danger. There's a lot of action. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, that was good stuff. It I is. Mean, I it was, is a, a roller kid, coaster. Yeah, at the, as a kid, it's the edge of the seat. I don't care that the cart jumps on empty track. That's stupid as hell. And physics don't work like that. But as a kid, it's fun it's exciting yeah i mean and the water and he didn't take the left tunnel the water going down that uh he took the right tunnel uh, down the path crashing down the path would have caught up with them a lot yeah. faster than it did in the movie but still fun it wasn't there to kill them it was there to add an element of uh we're safe yeah, no we're not. another element of danger so. to keep them moving and mm-hmm. he punches a man and he's he he lands on the ground and slides like 15 feet <laughs> He punches that good. He was that mad about kids. It was a one-inch punch. <laughs> I reach, I reach these kids. One inch, apparently by punching them. Ken, you don't one-inch punch? I tried it once, um, and I was buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I'm sure we all could keep talking about things we like, but Dan, Dan, you need your time in the I sun. I just, I don't oh, know. I just, this I mean, it could be because it was the movie that I watched the least growing up. It was just something that the the way that these this film compared to the other two films, it it has always just rubbed me the wrong way. And I think it might be the the addition of all of the extra zaniness. Yeah, let's let's not let's get something straight too, Dan. You're not alone in thinking this. I mean, this is regarded to indie fans as being the difficult film to love. There's definitely a large amount of people who did not like this movie as much as the other ones. And there's a lot of people who came out of this movie when it debuted in 1984 who also felt uneasy towards it in terms of how it felt quality-wise compared to Raiders. So this is a very divisive movie. People either love it or they hate it. They're middled by it. There doesn't really seem to be a strong consensus towards it. Like, everybody just unanimously agrees that that movie's incredible. I mean, this really is a There's a lot of things that I do enjoy about the movie. There's a lot of details that... If you weren't really paying attention to them, you wouldn't catch them. That I I saw like there's there's there are certain points in the in the movie that I enjoy. I just comparatively to Raiders and and I can't remember the other movie at the top. Yes, yeah, Last Crusade. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> I just compared to those two, I just don't enjoy it and and i understand that for me specifically i think the reason why i like this one so much is the change of locale if you think raiders and you think last crusade what's the first thing you typically think of sand it's sand deserts yeah yes this movie is so lush it's so vibrant it's tropical i mean it's got that like it's got that tiki like like tribal feeling to it and, and that's why it feels like another adventure for me, I feel like like Last Crusade and, and Raiders are almost interchangeable with the fact... I mean, they're not. They, they take place in different places. There's Venice and everything else. But I feel like with those two specifically, it, it, it does take place majority in the, in the sand and in, in desert-type scenarios. So, I, I don't know. It, for, it, it's just such a massive locale change for this for the second movie for me. Because even when you think about um, Crystal Skull, which we'll get into later, I mean, that's kind of got everything all in one. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this one really stands out on its own in terms of the locale. And that, I think that's why I appreciate it so much. Okay, I can I can see that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with that. Like, damn it, I was hoping you'd disagree. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think we can all agree the matte paintings are terrible. Oh for the my most part. god, there were matte paintings. How about that alligator bridge, huh? When short round goes through. <laughs> but the alligators are so happy. They are. They're rolling well, around, having a good time, munching on whatever well else in the like, We haven't eaten this well in so long. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> As they roll over continuously. <laughs> They're so happy. 
<laughs> That's all I could think of during the scenes. I'm like, man, those alligators, they are so happy right now. Oh. They're like, ah, yes. <laughs> it is time to feed. Yeah, and those green screens, too. Yikes. There were a couple sh- scenes specifically. Like, there was a scene where they're walking in after getting out of the spike trap. Where they're walking through like that that room that's like all the lava, like pyroflows, whatever it is, like all those stalactites and stalagmites that are glowing red, and you can totally mm-hmm. tell that it's just them walking into a room interspliced with all that, so because they have yeah. that like glow around their body almost. There's some bad stuff. And then on the the rocky cliff where the water shoots out of the tunnel, they're obviously clearly. clinging to the entirety of the oh, yeah. the scene with the minecarts, like yeah, oof. Yeah. I did learn something cool about the minecarts in that they rigged a Nikon camera, an actual film camera, to uh, have it feed regular um, film that they would shoot the movie with. It would feed through that, but it could only take one picture at a time because back then those dslrs slrs oh sorry they're not even dslrs their slrs couldn't do you know multiple pictures fast enough to do uh moving images but they managed to do uh one second per shot and then use that as the basis to run some of those models and stuff through the yeah like the 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 technical aspect of this movie there's there's some very interesting cinematography I won't deny that. But man, so the way some of that stuff looks now is just, it's just rough. Yeah, so we can't necessarily hold up the same candle to uh, what we see these days in movies just because the technology has come so no. much further and so much so much cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's easy to say, yes, the effects are kind of terrible. I mean, there's very few movies that you can watch from the 80s and earlier where the effects will blow you away. Which, yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. So- Good, uh, good it's like point. <laughs> it's like going back, and I actually just within the last few days, going back and playing old video games and being like, I don't remember These this games looking, looking so crappy. like this is awful. I only say that because I, I started <laughs> I just restarted playing the Master Chief Collection, and they have built into the game engine. You push a button on your controller, and it flips between the two textures. The updated yeah. high def like high def textures for the entire game and back to the original textures running in the new engine that's amazing it is awesome we have to see if i can find a video of that on the internet because that sounds really neat to see if you have xbox live or not xbox xbox game pass it's on the game pass and it's free there's a chance i might eventually get that since they got rid of the yearly subscription fucking microsoft i don't know we'll see if i'm still playing video games in two months when it's coming out when it comes due, I will be. Dan, what else do you hate? Uh, I just, I don't know. The movie just gives, this really rubs me the wrong way. And I, I'm, I'm, I think it's because it feels, the way that they start off with the premise of Andy being shady. <laughs> like, I, mean, I think that's what, that's, that's what triggered me for this. But they talk like about that in the first movie with uh, the guy, the uh, French guy. He talks about how Indy is not exactly a, a clean person yeah. either. I don't know. Yeah, I'm but, not trying to. No, shoot I just you down, it's 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 just the way it is. That's Indy's character for sure. I mean, I mean, look at the guy who did get steamrolled in this one. That's not the first time this has really happened. Like he fights and he fights to the death with people. <laughs> but if they're about to die and it's something that's like you know catastrophic, like the guy being pulled in, he he legitimately felt he bad and tried his hardest to save that guy's to save, life. Tried to save him. Yeah, yep. yeah he was. I felt like he was pulling on that rope to try to stop that from happening. Yep. I didn't notice it until this playthrough, or I just didn't care as a kid. And <laughs> was just... But yeah, he honestly is like, oh crap, yeah, you are going to die. Let me try to help you. Oh, there's no helping you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, poor fella. He chose poorly. Yes, he did. I think one thing that I don't like about this movie is the lie about vampire bats. Those are all fruit bats. Every single one of them. Those, <laughs> those are, are fruit those bats. Are, 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 I don't remember fox? what type they are, Something but fox? it took Red fox? a few years of Flying watching nature foxes. shows till I learned about bats. Thank you, Indiana Jones, for lying to me about bats vampire bats i was really confused and vampire bats do exist but they just claw at the hooves of animals and lick the blood they, they don't, don't have bite teeth. you yeah well, they have teeth but not they're not like big. yeah they're like they're no they're smaller they're than small. your hand they're not you know 
seagull size. These things are bigger than seagull size. These are like raccoons with wings size. Also, out flying during the day, is that a thing they actually do? They can. Twilight, okay. I'd say yes. All right, usually you think bats, sonar, mostly not able to see very well uh, out at night. Sonar is a misconception about bats. They also do I mean, have yeah, they have. It's just, but... it's just super poor. It's not like, it's like talking to somebody who's blind. You don't see blind people just, you know, staying indoors all day. And only coming out at night. <laughs> well, they should, Dan. How dare you? <laughs> Stay inside with your blindness, jerk. Don't come out until I'm sleeping. I don't want to see that. Come talk to come talk to me about my electrical bill. <laughs> so I, I gotta I gotta bring this up because I was just reading about the minecart chase and uh, and the bridge. But uh, did you realize that Temple of Doom actually won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects? Really? Yeah. Wow. What? That'll teach you guys for talking so much oh, shit. Oh, I have learned yeah, right? <laughs> something new. It's it's still pretty bad. You're yeah. going to hold in your candles again. But, I mean, they, what, nominated or won? They probably got a knowledge for doing new things and stuff like that. So. And actually, just to double back on, on the potential potential cultural insensitivity that we talked about earlier the movie was originally i guess supposed to be filmed in india but when they required altercations nope. to the script that's when they said no fuck that we want to keep all this shit in here and they decided to film in sri lanka instead good good for india for sticking up for themselves unfortunately it still got made <laughs> Not, it's a good movie and all those but... weird connotations that people who don't know about indian culture got confused yeah I mean, especially back then before the internet and all the craziness that you can do with the internet where we can sit here and talk yeah. about a movie and while one person's talking we can fact check everything that they say <laughs> <laughs> i don't do that that's fine i actually i like up-to-the-date feedback as to what i'm saying if it's right or not because I don't know, and I say a lot of things that I've just heard before. So it's very nice to be able to be like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Nice. I can update my database right away because I know I won't go uh, in the future. I won't go back and be like, is that right? Because I won't remember what I said. So, yeah, having the live feedback is great. Well, we have other people here that are doing that yeah. for you. I will not. <laughs> I got to keep my wireless internet up. Yeah. At all costs, so extra searching does not do me good yeah, here. Yeah, I got the wires. I ran a wire on purpose. So the last thing we need to decide is, does this film hold up? I believe we've already discussed that. There are certain parts of this movie that just don't. Yeah, and it's good. if they won don't. awards back in 1984, the visuals don't necessarily hold up very well. A lot of the practical effects really do. It's going to differ from person to person as well, too, because this is... Just to preface it, this is the most divisive Indiana Jones film outside of Crystal Skull. So this is the one that people didn't feel good about when it launched. But I, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if Crystal Skull's divisive. I don't know many people on the positive side. There are some people that I know who actually say it's okay. <laughs> and they say it's not that bad of a movie. It's like... I'm one of those people. It is a great movie I would agree up with until that. the last I would agree. I, for, well, I mean, there are a couple I things disagree. in the beginning that were kind of stupid like hey, the fridge this movie like the fridge this movie we're gonna run out of things to talk about when we get to that movie i know i know i know <laughs> i don't know this one this one's tough because even even the creator doesn't enjoy the film or i, I guess he denounces it at this point so I, I don't know it's it's a difficult one i think it, it boils down to it starts off as maybe being an indiana jones film like feeling like it and then once they once they survive the plane crash the movie changes into something else and it's not indiana jones and it doesn't feel like indiana jones to the last half hour when that action kicks back in i just gotta mention the raft going out the plane and deploying and then landing and going down the mountain is a practical effect that they yep. had a raft company design it to do that and they did it in one shot. That's amazing. One take. I was like, holy crap. Because I watched it this time. And I'm yep. like, there's no cuts. They're not cutting. It's deploying. You can see, which are obviously not people in it, but doesn't matter. And I was like. There's there's something there that could be maybe. A yeah, they're like dummies in there. But it was all designed just to do that. And it to I me, mean, it was like. Two out applause. of three are dummies, right? That's, Good job. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but how about how about immediately no after that is that, awesome how about immediately after that raft lands how about that plane crash into the mountainside Ooh. 
<laughs> and shakes <laughs> the background. Yeah, it take, brings Just you back to reality a little bit there. Oh, no, I never, I never said the thing I hated the most. The one thing I hated. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is the big thing I hated, and I put it down because every time I watch it, I always catch it. So the three times I've watched it, I've caught it. But anyways, when the plane is going towards the mountain... And he starts inflating the raft. She makes that horribly lame joke about we're not sinking, we're crashing. But then I love that. she That's does that. Joke. Yeah, she does that. that. No, no, because it's immediately <laughs> followed up when she makes that damn terrible scream and bites her fist like a damsel in distress in a in a like a nineteen thirties movie. I hate that scene. I hate her overacting on that. It is the worst <laughs> damn acting in the movie. That is the scene I can't stand. There, I had to get that out. <laughs> okay, I feel so much better now. Fair. Fair. Glad you didn't let your moment pass. I missed it. I don't think I've ever never noticed that. I've, I mean, I hear the joke, but I, I don't think I've ever caught that. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Probably okay, not. before I give my final verdict on this film, I've got to mention two, uh, two or three more things really fast because I forgot to mention them earlier and they're important. I learned that voodoo actually is something that does take place in India. It's not the same name, obviously, but they do have voodoo doll-ish type things. I had to look that up because I'm like, oh man, is this actually accurate? I was yeah. like, oh. There is some actual references to that kind of stuff in uh, Indian culture. That, and I was blown away by the amount of anamorphic lens flares in the mines. I was like, oh no, look at all these lens flares. And they're all uh, anamorphic lens flares. I don't know what so, that means, Joe. So what that you're saying, fun. Joe, is that at, at some point, J.J. Abrams must have watched Temple of Doom as a youth and went, holy shit, and then it altered his life going <laughs> and- forward. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like, we just need ten times more <laughs> <blue>. of that. <laughs> that and um, the movie basically everything, uh, all the bad people get wrangled up because of gravity, colonialism, oh, right? Yep. Because the British, the British, forces what's the line? Come out, and you know British they're the good guys. To... They're wearing blue. Oh, I mean, it's locals that are underneath uh, British. Um, leadership that so it's like the british colonial army come and save the day by i guess arresting everybody so oh man i missed that this movie also promotes colonialism being good and is restoring law and order is that what holy grail was making fun of at the end of their movie everyone just gets arrested (laughs) maybe i'm trying to remember the the lion that the major said in in the castle oh he was just doing not the major no they were doing an inspection but the 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 major d or whatever he is is just like the the british army likes to inspect when they're whenever they feel like it i forget the line yeah well (sighs) it's gonna bother me now you can post it on our facebook or to our twitter account after the fact and interact with the zero people who comment Come on, on our guys stuff. leave a comment oh wait that's not zero it's like one every two to three months that's not us that's not us yeah it's and it's not one of those accounts that say hey do you want to be friends and then disappear a month later because they got found out that they're a spam account anyway um the last thing i wanted to mention is willie is the result of stockholm syndrome <laughs> that's the only reason why she falls in love with indy and this movie is pure nostalgia for me there's if i would walk in on this movie now i'd say this movie is really bad compared to at least the first one i'm pretty sure my opinion will be it's worse than uh crusade so i mean yeah if you're gonna compare uh, this movie against it i like two. this movie because of how much of it i've watched what if that's where you want to do your comparisons and not compare this movie to like sharknado then i guess this movie just doesn't hold up as well well, you shouldn't be like comparing, comparing many movies movie to Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado ever. So we all kind of determined that this movie is a little bit on the fence for people, uh, and I'm gonna deem it being it's depends on nostalgia to really dig in deep and enjoy this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. So that has been cracking the monkey skull and slurping on chilled monkey brains of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Doom, 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 doom. 
If you'd like to comment, subscribe, that kind of stuff helps the YouTube algorithm. And join us soon as we return to actual podcasting podcasting. So look out for that. If you could share this episode or others with your friends who also love movies from the 80s and maybe the 90s, it could help us get on our feet again and maybe that line is no longer applicable. Oh, man. I have to rewrite. I have to rewrite this. Oh, no. So come back in two weeks when we feature Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and rewind and reboot it again. Heck yeah. I didn't say it any other time except this time. When we rewind and reboot again. Oh, that peaked really hard. I should do it. When we rewind and reboot again! That probably peaked. No, that one didn't peak, but I looked across the room. That one will keep. I like the idea of you keeping all of these together. Yeah, I think you should just leave those in. Will do. Yay. Yeah.